Hello friends, it is Wednesday, it is the middle of the week and it is the 13th of July. Great to have your company as we take a ginormous leap right from the first family of the nation of Israel all the way over the Old Testament, past the Gospels into the book of the Acts of the Apostles. This book, written by Luke, is the second volume after his gospel. He wrote the Gospel of Luke to convince you that Jesus is the Messiah and that he died and rose again to save you. And in the Acts of the Apostles, he is writing all about the growth of the early church so that we can learn about what happened after Jesus' death so that we can believe. That is his express purpose in writing this. And he is a beautiful writer. He was a physician, a smart lad, and he was widely known as being an excellent communicator with brilliant clarity and a brilliant vocabulary. In fact, there are over 400 words that he uses in the book of Acts that actually don't appear anywhere else in the New Testament. So wonderful is his communication style. And this book starts off in Jerusalem in the early chapters after Pentecost where the Christian church begins to grow and the Jews are really receptive to this message of Jesus and then all good things come to an end and the Jews turn against those early followers of Jesus and as the early church is being persecuted one of their main persecutors Paul is converted And under his leadership, then the message of the gospel is taken to the Gentiles as he travels through Asia Minor, the Aegean, and then finally to Rome where he is imprisoned. And it's while he awaits his trial that the book ends. So much to cover, so much opportunity to learn about where this church of ours all began. So join me, friends, as we begin this journey together, as we read together Acts Chapter 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote all about that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered round him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly 
Two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field where he fell headlong. His body burst open and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language Akaldama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, May his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who has been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over the apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the eleven apostles. Jesus, you never truly ever leave us, do you? You are by our side even when it feels like you are far away. Here, this group of your disciples, these apostles, feel as though you just left them and disappeared up into the heavens. And as they are becoming accustomed to this new way of living, there, in the midst of their psalms, the instructions have always been waiting for this very moment. And you guide them through this process of choosing Matthias. Lord, thank you that your plans are grander than our imagination can fathom. And that you have this full sweep of time and space in your grasp. When you feel far away, when we feel deserted by you, help us always have that rock-solid knowledge 
of your presence and your provision. Even when we can't feel it, help us to know it. We just lift you up, place you on the highest place, and we give you the praise that you deserve, and we just love you and appreciate you. And it's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen.